Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 62, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy over there is Rob J. Jelly the Third. I'm on Number fire! Three. No, literally, I'm on fire. Somebody call the fire brigade, because it is hot to money! <laughs> That's how the first two Rob Jellies died. <sighs> yeah, sad <Sorry>. news. <laughs> sad news about the other Rob Jellies. Yeah. Wow. How are you, Rob? Oh, good. How's your week been? Yeah, I'm tickety-boo. Uh, tickety-boo, tickety-boo. <laughs> yeah, there's a throwback to an old podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm tired. I don't know about you, but I really struggle with the heat. I'm generally tired 99% of the time because oh, yeah. I don't sleep. I, I sleep a couple of hours a night. Likewise. Because I'm always like doing stuff. Um, so I don't sleep, but I've managed to survive with no sleep and drinking constant Lucozade. <laughs> I should, I should, I drink more Lucozade than anyone ever. And recently, because of the sugar tax in the UK, they've lowered the amount of sugar in normal Lucozade really? to just three ta- tablespoons or teaspoonfuls. Probably it was like, tw- I mean, tablespoons would be an extortionate amount of sugar in a bottle that size. Be surprised, but it used to be like twelve. Um, no, There's no way you get 12 tablespoons in that Maybe bottle. Maybe a teaspoon. So I feel like this we is quite healthy. You've got a bag of sugar somewhere kicking around. We can. They, they give this to people in hospitals, so I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, um, fine. But yeah. I'm sure it's not rotting your insides at all. Probably not. But uh, yeah, if you cut me open, I'm probably leaking orange. <laughs> Blood type <laughs> glucosate. <laughs> yeah, glucose. <laughs> um, but yeah, all good? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just It's just the heat, mate. I... I I'm going away for a few weeks, but you won't notice on the podcast because we're going to uh, record ahead of time. So you'll have a podcast every week yeah. on a Wednesday. Um, Where are you going again? Uh, Cape Verde. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be real nice. Is that, so is that like it's, a beautiful well, it's off the paradise. coast of Senegal. Wow, nice. So it's hot. The home of Sadio Mane. Uh, correct. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> I, just, I just assumed you said it with such confidence and yeah. vim that I went, yeah, definitely true. Uh, yeah, so that I'm off for a couple of weeks um, with the other half, so it's going to be nice. It'll be really, really warm and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be nice to get away, but... Yeah, if it's you think the it's heat, hot it's here, the heat, No, yeah, but it's the heat here. It's different. What do you mean? It's just a different heat, isn't it? It's it's that it's, it is Pollute, polluted heat. Just like yeah. well, there's that. Yeah, there's that as well. And and the, and you're not on holiday as well. Like, yeah, you, when you've got to try and sleep and get up for work or, you know. Yeah, but you're not going to get bit by a shark here. I won't get bitten by sharks there. No, guaranteed. No, it's not guaranteed at all. I think I read a stat: fifty percent of people get bitten by sharks. Fifty percent of people get fifty percent. <laughs> Cape Verde, absolute nightmare for tourists. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she's so your either me or the other half is getting bitten by a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I'll um, I'll try and put myself in front of her if I can. You <laughs> yeah. know, do the gentlemanly thing. Uh, but no, generally pretty good. Um, looking forward to a little bit of a, a sort of radio break. Actually, it's just like you know, sometimes you get those creative sort of stints where you go for months and months and months, yeah, yeah. and you and you're, you're on form, you're on it. But yeah. yeah, you just need to sort of go. All right. Yeah. I need to do like a an, in, an update install and you know, yeah, is there yeah. like a reboot? Oh, definitely. You know, like when you, leave your, you know, like you haven't turned your phone or your iPad off for like six months, yeah, and then yeah. it sort of freaks out a little bit. And you think, yeah. I haven't turned it off for a while. Yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah. turn it off and turn it back on again. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So yeah. it's gonna be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, are you taking a break from social networks as well? Everything. The phone. The phone will go for two weeks. I will. I will land. Phone home to make like you know, people know I'm there safely, and then it'll Good. go off for 14 days. That Last like- time I did this, I ended up with 1,700 WhatsApp messages. Wow, I get that in a day. Really? From some, yeah. I mean, I barely. You really need to get out of some of them groups, mate. You need to. Hey, I, I mean, in about three groups, I purposely don't let people add me on WhatsApp. I'm like, I tell people I'm not on WhatsApp, and um, I just I hate it. And I'm in a couple that just. Go on and on and on and on and on and on. Like, on. shut up. And I come to it and I'm just like, because uh, I mute everything basically. So I, yeah. I only get notifications when I, when, I, when I log on to it. And Jesus Christ, I'm so glad that I missed <laughs> out on a billion things of crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's one in a hundred that's any use yeah. at, at best. Yeah. At best. So you go on and you say, uh, any highlights, guys? Just just give me the highlights. Yeah, the that's, highlight. that's what they need to do. They need to yeah. need to develop a kind of like here's, like, like like in Twitter when yeah. they say like, like here's what you missed. Yeah, yeah like yeah. from the people you may interact with the most. Yeah, and it just gives you the top five messages. Yeah, you, you may- out of order as well, so they're out of context, so you have no idea what's actually being said around it. <laughs> yeah. Just just the five flash highlights of the WhatsApp group. It'll be like Rob's told a joke about a magic dog. 
Jed's told a joke about um, a stick, etc. <laughs> There's talk about a candle for four days. Um, yeah, I, that's if anyone works for WhatsApp and yeah. wants to pitch that idea, we'll take ten percent. Yeah, just for the thinking of it. Let's do it. Done. Absolutely. Um, you good week? Yeah, yeah, all good. Uh, we're getting into uh, uh, film festival season, so yeah, well, we are into the middle of July now, aren't exactly. we? So it's very much and kind of from now full flow until the start of uh, next year. Really, there's just a lot of film festivals, and uh, we've been picked for a whole bunch of them, but we can't announce what they are yet. But right. think of the biggest film festivals, and you're on the right track. Nice. Um, yeah. Lucky three, three three films in a row. Yeah, you say lucky, and then there is an element of luck in these things. But do you know what? If you work hard, you make yeah, your own luck sometimes, don't exactly. you? Exactly, I think so. And I mean, I know I make it look relatively easy. Like I'm not doing anything, but behind the scenes, that's that's why I don't, I don't sleep. I'm you're like you're like a stuff. swan on the top. You're graceful <laughs> and wonderful and elegant. And underneath, you're flapping around like a yeah. lunatic. I will snap your arm at a moment's notice <laughs> as well <laughs> with my beak. Um, and it's illegal to kill you and eat you as well. That's true. I am owned by the Queen. Um, there is, yeah, so there's some, some big ones coming up um, in the summer um, abroad and here. So uh, I'm excited and I'm excited for people to see it. I, th- I think what we're going to do is once they're in, in a few, the first few out of the way, we're just going to stick it online so everyone can see it. And uh, we've actually teamed up with a particular cinema to uh, show the film, because bef- it's a short film, yeah. show the film before some of the, the big... So an exclusive film. kind of like first yeah. showing. Nice. So it's going to be good, and um, if you've liked the other two, you're going to like this because it's got a famous person in it. And, nice, uh, nice, nice. Well, listen, obviously people can follow you on Twitter and, yeah. and keep up to date with what's happening, and I'm sure you'll let people know there first exactly. as well. Um, shall we crack on with uh, format? Do we have to? We, we don't have to, in fairness. We could just change the format of this whole podcast just right here, right now. We just just go right. What would it. we do? If we, if we decided to change the format of the podcast, what would we do right now? That's a good question. Um, I've, I've had some recommendations on Twitter for other podcasts I should do. One of them is right. an Only Fools and Horses podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was well, so it like a like Red Dwarf likes to make heads? Yeah, likes to make heads, but just go. Um, even you don't have to go like episode by episode. You can just pick the highlights. Maybe uh, we've still got our ABBA podcast idea. Yeah. Which we haven't run with yet, but we should do coming up to when ABBA's uh, coming out. Sounds like a plan. Right, okay, let's, let's do our format. Let's I think. do it, okay. Let's, I think that's what people are here for. Okay. They, they love the, the name chit-chat at the start, but let's crack on. Uh, two more shows. Right. Okay. Two, yeah, yeah. Um, two more shows this week to add to the league table uh, to find the ultimate TV pilot of all time. Yeah. Uh, and we have pitted two Netflix originals yes. um, and Marvel comic adaptations against each other. Yep. Uh, the first one was your choice this week. Which one were you vouching for? Jessica Jones. theme song reminded me a little bit of another detective show that we've done recently which is um, Jonathan Creek oh, it reminded me of that, like, yeah. kind of like twinkly kind of light um, I, th- I feel like all detective shows needs that kind of like a piano-y yeah I, I think I feel like I could repeat that sentence you've just read but change Jonathan Creek to Sherlock or Sherlock anything to do with a detective needs to have a theme song like that it's very sort of mysterious and I reckon it goes back to like things like Poirot and like Miss Marple they had that type of theme song mm. um, it's a sort of very natural kind of um, it's, it's not quite but you'll know what I mean when I say it like a skiffle band style kind of like yeah. It's like that very raw kind of just playing on the the and furniture the around you. The double bass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's instrumentation in the piano, yeah, and, and the low bass sort of strings thing. And But you've got this kind of like very much a kind of like tapping on things and sort of brushing away. And yeah. It, or very, it's very intricate sounds, a very fine close-up sounds in that very detective sense, like when we said about... That's very uh, true. George, uh, Jonathan Creek, sorry. Yeah. Very specific, not exactly um, a, c- a commercial sounding kind of catchy no. theme song. But then again, it lends itself nicely to the, the kind of detective format because yeah. it's intricate and it's like sneaky. It feels like someone's oh, sneaking definitely. around with a magnifying and, and glass. And then it gets this weird bar you know, towards the end, which you can probably just about hear now underneath us. But it gets into this sort of like really high kind of like thrash metal guitar solo. Yeah, like yeah. Metal, it's it just... How did it get from there to here? Did it, well, I think that, it's that very kind of, easy. 
that almost follows the kind of the nature of Jessica Jones as a character. Yeah, very, uh, she's very intricate. Yeah. She's a great detective. Very much so. But then but, she's also kick-ass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just just straight up at the front, um, Jessica Jones, the comic it was based on, which mm-hmm. is called um, Alias, is probably my favourite, one of my favourite comics ever. It's a, it's, it was a small it's run. I claim, mate. Yeah. And I, I, so you have high, you have high expectations of the show then, right? As soon as I, as soon as I read it back, I don't know, two thousand and one or two, whenever it came out, read it, and I was like, "This is amazing! You can never make this into a TV show or a film because you'll ruin it." Yeah, yeah, you can ruin it. But also, I was like, "No one can do this because it's very graphic," and you don't. And at the time, we didn't really get as graphic sexual kind of stuff on TV. Um, okay, I was thinking, who would ever fund this? Um, maybe HBO, I guess. So to see when I heard that they that Marvel, um, well, actually the, the comic it was on was it was a Marvel imprint called Max, which is a more adult version of, of Marvel. Yep. When I heard that Netflix were picking it up as a series, I was like, they're going to ruin it. They're going to absolutely ruin it because this Jessica Jones was the first thing. So you were quite apprehensive. Was this the first of the four? Well, actually, it was dete- it was Daredevil. I was going to say, yeah, Daredevil yeah. was first, and even actually, even the the kind of intro, the, the, the imagery is a little bit Daredevil-esque. Not a lot, but there's a there's a definitely a, a vibe yeah. crossover, well, which the, is natural because the stories, yeah, will eventually cross over in the universe. Well, the the intro imagery is also based on the co- the covers of Jessica Jones. Oh, sorry, of Alias, the comics, ah, which is a very okay. impressionistic version of the events that happened. So staying true to the comics, which is important yeah. when you are doing these sorts of shows, which is good. It does stay true to some elements of the comic of the comic, but um, it deviates from it quite a lot in some other areas, right. uh, which I'll come come on to. So Jessica Jones, in a nutshell, is about a detective who is an alcoholic. Which, Which all good detectives should be. private isn't she? Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between a detective and a private investigator? Well, self-employed, private investigator, detective, or works for a, a force group. Mm. I would say maybe is that the... Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree I with mean, you I mean, poo-poo it if you want. Because but, uh, Sherlock is a detective. Well, he's a consultant. He's freelance. He's a consultant. He's a freelance detective. He's a consultant sociopath. Why isn't he a private in, um, investigator? I don't know. That's a good question. It's just, I think it's the same thing. It's a weird. Who'd win in the fight, Sherlock or Jessica Jones? It's quite a grey area. Answer the question, Rob. Who would win in the fight, Jessica Jones or Sherlock? Well, naturally, it'd be Jessica Jones. That's sexist. Completely sexist. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) no, yeah, Jessica Jones would. I mean, if 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 she doesn't succumb to his smouldering looks, that is Benedict Cumberbatch, of course. Well. uh, Or even Robert Downey Jr. In fairness, from the movies, I mean, he gives you the right look. You're going to start melting. Yeah, I guess. I I guess you you would maybe. so yeah, she's a, a private investigator who has her share of issues. Um, I feel like every kind of hard-boiled detective, stroke private investigator, um, has their own personal demons that they're yeah. fighting. So they're, they're not only fighting the demons out there, the bad people in the world, but or trying to uh, find who done a crime, but they're also fighting personal demons. And that what it's almost like a lazy bit of writing where yeah, you've got this uh, misunderstood kind of maverick detective, and also um, it's not actually the the story that you're seeing yeah. on the surface that you're actually watching you're watching the underlying story yeah. the internal battle mm-hmm. uh, which, which they, does take a little while to come out and yeah. just to, because right near the start of the episode um, I found it quite interesting having watched now uh, all of Daredevil uh, all of Luke Cage season one uh, yet to do season two yeah. I've watched half of season one of Jessica Jones I found it quite difficult to watch when I first started watching it. Having okay. watched this pilot now for a, a second time, yeah. found it much more interesting, much more engaging. Yeah. But amongst all of them, they have like stuff that crosses over, of course, and, and similarities and stuff that ties them together nicely, some more obvious crosses than others. Crosses over with what? Each other, so yep. so they, 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 their worlds collide. They, yeah. um, the the but, Netflix but found, Marvel Cinematic <clears throat> Universe, yeah. Yeah, but I found it quite interesting that the start of it had Jessica Jones narrating her own sort of yeah. story, well, and that, that reason, was that was quite. A, well, that's a that's a, a like a private investigator trope where you almost see, like she's writing a diary, like always keeping her diary. Yeah, you know, there's like film noirs where it's like, yeah, it was four a.m. New York City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's it's very standard in that kind of way, but I think this, and the story of, um, in the comics as well, it's set up to make you believe it's just a standard kind of detective story. Um, but uh, Jessica Jones is hiding a little bit of a secret. Um, the secret is she's, in fact, a superhero. Mm-hmm. She has superpowers, 
Um, and the most interesting thing about this, and I know you'll probably come on to it, it's never defined exactly what the hell her powers are. Not even in the comics? No, not really. Right, in fact, okay. they go out of their way to be ambiguous. Um, they give you clues as to well, what she's potentially capable of. But Again, apologies, because we're going to do a comparison to other shows. And we've, we've talked about Daredevil already yeah. on, the, on the podcast a few weeks back now. And we will be talking about Luke Cage in a moment. Spoilers. Um, <clears throat> well, no, he appears in Jessica Jones. Okay. Re- retraction of that, me saying spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, yeah, she, I mean... She doesn't really show off anything for quite a while. Yeah. But then when she does, there's mm-hmm. like no no regard for being necessarily caught or doesn't seem to mind using them, which well, is something that will be different in yeah. the other show we're talking about today. Well, her whole character is um, kind of based on the fact that she used to be uh, an, well, how can I say, an out superhero where she... She used her powers, not flamboyantly, but she used it to help people and stuff. And this is kind of drip-fed to you over the, the next two seasons. Um, and But she's, for some reason, you don't find out in the pilot episode, I'm not going to kind of go into it, she has um, uh, retracted from that kind of world of an out-and-out superhero like Superman or, or Batman or something like that. And she's just going back to the very standard basics of being a superhero, which is helping people who are less fortunate than yourself. Um... And she tries not to use her superpowers. She doesn't want people to kind of use her first superpowers. And she feels like she's an outcast. Um, and that's yeah. why she's drinking herself to, to death. She's also going through a lot of trauma, which I'll come to in a minute. Yeah. Um, so she kind of holds back on using her powers, which we mostly see as a, as a basically a show of strength. She's strong as hell. Yeah. Um, well, the, ver- the end of the narration at the start and the first kind of opening scene, yeah. she throws the guy through her office window. Yeah. At yeah. The, like the door, the, the office door has got like a glass pane in it and, he, and she throws him through there. And he's not a, a small guy, he's a very yeah, stocky yeah. bloke. And you think, okay, that's yeah. a bit weird and I a mean, bit unusual and unexpected so yeah. she's obviously super strong and that and that, and they make you believe that like they put that out up front yeah. quite quickly and then don't really give you anything else in the episode for probably a good 20 25 minutes half an hour yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and this is like a 50 52 minute yeah. um, on Netflix well it's yeah and also like when you when you watch these shows um I don't know about you but I I think I think too much about like the admin side of things like I'm thinking okay so Jessica Jones is a private investigator mm-hmm doesn't seem like she's getting a lot of kind of paying gigs coming through um i'm just thinking how is she living in that sweet sweet apartment in um in, yeah, in new york it's not that sweet sweet that would cost an absolute oh. fortune mate how big how big is that apartment mm, to yeah. get an apartment that big it's not exactly in great nick though is it it doesn't matter mate that, that would be a f- absolute fortune and she's paying rent on the um on the private investigator's office as well that's true. She has two places. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe this is maybe this is part of the like, the, the sort of questions they, they plant in there and yeah. and answer as the season progresses and maybe season two as well. But you certainly don't get. Well, I say you don't get any sort of inkling as to how that might be afforded because yeah. she has this strange relationship with a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, she rocks up to this fancy lawyer's building uh, downtown and just basically barges her way into her office and it's a real swanky, you know, place and she seems to know the the lady whose name is on the the the, the, uh, the, the law office's, you know, yeah. business name is part of her, is her name. Like, like you get a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, so she seems to be connected yeah. with quite powerful and potentially quite well-off people it's because she she's able to get the job done using her powers yeah as maybe much as not possible. orthodox but she yeah. gets the job done which is fair enough um you do see her get to kind of uh do one kind of job that's a, a paying gig yeah um and that's when uh this these parents were looking for their for their daughter hope um hope uh, which is obviously very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so Hope is has gone missing, and uh, Jessica Jones has been asked. And again, she, it seems like she's been recommended as well. That's she the has, other thing. Yeah. She's been recommended by someone. But it, it seems like everything she does is just like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, all right. Like, like, you put, like what oh, else she got to God. do besides I, drinking? I've got to work then. <laughs> yeah, and like we forgot to mention, like so, uh, Kristen Ritter, who plays Jessica Jones, she's she's quite a, a small framed. Uh, woman, yeah, yeah, she's not. Um, so it makes makes it even more interesting when 
when you see her kind of acting big and 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 Bolshy. having to yeah to, to get kind of tough with, with people um uh, which is great and i think she she generally looks a bit like her her kind of comic counterpart but i feel like if you see the jessica jones in the comics she isn't as photogenic as Kristen Ritter is, who is a very pretty girl. Okay, but I guess this is. But I, I would, so. I, yeah. But I would say that um, for me, at least, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen isn't a particularly well-known actress in my book. Like, now I might be wrong; others might know of, of uh, another work and fine. That's, mm-hmm. but I, I quite like they didn't use some sort of big name, yeah, actor, yeah. to do it, like with Daredevil like with Luke Cage and like with a lot of the like a lot of the Marvel or TV show stuff they don't go for the big names it's the small screen so it's the small screen names and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way but they they make film stars that's true that is true uh, but I quite like the, the fact that they don't do that. Yeah, you know, they don't yeah. go for huge n- names as such. And again, I'm not trying to yeah, no, say anything no, no, about no, that. No, but. you are right. She wasn't big. Um, she was also <clears throat> actually, she played another person with powers in the TV show Heroes. In, one oh, of the, in, really? the, latest, in the latest series. Mm. She, yeah. Put it on the list. Heroes yeah. is a good oh, one. Oh, we should I do like Heroes. Heroes. Oh, the first episode of Heroes is great as well, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah, so she's uh, assigned to uh, look for this girl called Hope. And um, she finds out that Hope is with someone that she knows and that man is called Kilgrave and yeah do we ever hear that name in the first episode yes right okay because um, I didn't didn't twig it and but I knew it from having watched the yeah. next few episodes yeah well I think we hear it um, and Kilgrave is played by David Tennant now in the comics Kilgrave was essentially a monster it was a man com- like he was completely purple um, uh, okay. So it's a little bit of a of a of a difference. Um and also in the comics he was a, a lot less charming than David Tennant. He was just a, a down. Do you think that makes him more menacing though? 100%. Because when I when I heard David Tennant's going to play him, I was like David Tennant can't play Kilgrave because it people makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then when I saw him on screen, I was like, wow, okay, he's charming and scary as hell. Yeah. I and I for my for my money David Tennant is up there with Kristen Ritter as like the absolute star of of, of Jessica Jones, um, but I, I I mean I don't I don't think re- remembering back to when I watched it first time round I don't think I recognised the voice enough yeah and you certainly don't see him on screen in the first episode yeah. to know who it was mm-hmm. it had a familiarity about it yeah but not so much so that I went wow David yeah. Tennant's the bad guy. I didn't get that yeah. from unless, the first watching. Unless you were like me, I was like scraping for every little bit of news before this came out. I was like, who's playing yeah. me? What is playing? And again, some, sometimes that's, it, sometimes it's good to go in with a little bit of back information yeah. or whatever. But actually, sometimes if you're watching it completely blind, yeah, the mystery of not of you going, oh, hang on, that, who's who's that? That's like you, like you kind of feel like you know the voice, yeah. And for most people, you would recognise David Tennant's voice from well anything he's done, Broadchurch, yeah. Doctor Who. Well, I remember watching this every all the episodes over the course of one day when it dropped in uh, November 2015 on Netflix. The great thing about Netflix is it all comes at once and you choose how yeah, much you want to... Yeah, we've spoken about this before. Yeah. You, I know you like event television where you have to wait. I do. And, uh, I like being made to wait for things like that. Yeah. I, I love the whole like, oh, come on! Yeah, talking about it with your friends and stuff. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked it with, with TV shows like Lost where you have the week to kind of look at, okay, guys, what happened there? Yeah. We need to work out together. We can figure this and out. And you kind of plan stuff around it as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that... A lot, a lot of that art form of actually scheduling your life around yeah. TV is oh, gone. 100%. Yeah, and I, I, don't, don't get wrong, I know people people's lives are busy, yeah. but if you make a decent enough television show, you'll make the time. I mean, you still get that with things like Westworld and, and Game of Thrones. You're still, you're still like discussing it for a whole week with your friends, and then when it comes out, the second it finishes, you're like, oh my God, did you see that? Yeah. And Twitter blows up. Um, but yeah, so you, you find out the, the, the very start of... Uh, the right relationship that Jessica Jones had with this guy called Gil- Kilgrave, it wasn't great. It's affecting her now. Everything she does now well, is P- PTSD from what happened with yeah, her and Kilgrave. I mean, so, so in throughout the episode, you get I think it's about three, maybe four occasions where she has these little weird flashbacks. Yeah, and the lighting changes in the in on camera. Yeah, so you get this almost like a visual cue to say flashback, mm-hmm. and then very slight change happens, and then like bang, you're back in the room again. Yeah. Uh, and you get these almost like whispers and occasional silhouette appears. Yeah. 
And then she rattles off this list of street names, which you don't really understand why she's doing. Yeah. And she's terrified. Every time it happens, she looks and sounds more terrified than the last. Yeah. And you think to yourself, well, firstly, you're a private investigator who creeps around in the dark. Secondly, you're a superhero. Yeah. You do have magical special powers. What is so terrifying yeah. that is causing you to essentially run away? Because she then goes to one of her other friends, who's uh, a famous Trish. radio show host. Yeah, Trish yeah. Walker, uh, played by Rachel Taylor. Trish, Trish, uh, talk with Trish, talk with Trish, talk with Trish. Yeah, yeah, she's a big sort of talk show host on the radio, and and so, and Jessica's in trouble. She she thinks, you know what? I can't deal with this now. I need to get away. I, you know, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, and you think, doing what again? Yeah. So there's, you know, already they're planting a, a backstory there that you think to yourself, I need to know yeah. what's going on. It's dark. Because- we won't spoil it, but it's dark and it's twisted. It is. Did it- you get to all that stuff um, when you were um, seven episodes in? Because in the comic, it I've was... I've seen a- quite a bit of it. Okay. So I haven't seen all of it. It was about 13 episodes of the season, isn't it? 12, 13? 12, yeah, 13. Um, I think I'm seven or eight in. So I've, okay. I've seen enough to know how dark it can get but yeah. I think there's probably still a little bit more for me to discover yeah. so this girl Hope's kind of story is mirroring Jessica Jones story Jessica Jones is seeing a little bit of herself in Hope because the same thing happened uh, to her um, and um, her relationship Jessica Jones's relationship with her friend Trish is very interesting as well and mm. it, it, in the like comics again, like, like again I just don't get how that how that works like how yeah. do they know each other so so again there's more there's yeah. more backstory that needs filling in yeah. for me yeah. to understand why these two are even connected yeah and I think that's the, all of these like little strands is, is is enough for me to look at this pilot episode and think I want to see what's, what happens yeah, next definitely I, definitely I, I was so into this first episode when I first watched it and watching it again I was like it's still great it still stands up and I'm noticing things every time wasn't quite as gripped first time round but I did watch on okay so despite not really being quite as convinced as I am now yeah I still watched on for six or seven episodes yeah so yeah. I think that speaks volumes anyway oh, 100% yeah um, I don't know but I mean <sighs> Did you think it was... I, a couple of things. So, Because you, you, obviously writing TV, making TV and film and things like that, you do. Yeah. These whole sneaky camera shots. Is there a name for that where they sort of like... They, they're peering through between... So something's very out of focus, like between a door frame. So the door's very slightly ajar. Yeah. And you get the shot like they've... The camera's in the other room and they, they've zoomed in and it's really out of focus at the foreground. But you're focusing on, say, Jessica Jones set on the other side of the next room. I mean, there was it's lots first, of that. Just like first person shots. Yeah, like, there's, like, there's like, lots of that, like that kind of like spying. Yeah. Um, being watched. Mm-hmm. Subtlety to the yeah. to the way it's filmed. And I really like that. That yeah. was because she's obviously a PI. She goes about basically sneaking around, taking photos of people to, yeah. you know, solve whatever it is. Um, I found that really, you know, that was really interesting. And I found that that added to the... The secrecy, the the the, the the whole uncertainty of what was going on. Who are we watching? What are we watching? What? Yeah. Who's in trouble? Is is Jessica in trouble? Is she not in trouble? Well, like, like every good detective show, you know, it, it, it is, makes you yeah. ask so many questions. Yes, yeah. the, the the biggest question, and I would say for me, the biggest downside, and I don't forget, I I loved Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um. But the, the 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 big massive like thumbs down for me in, in this episode it is the character of Trish because in the comics um, that character is ca- called Carol Danvers mm-hmm. who is Captain Marvel oh, so okay. for some reason they chose not to have Captain Marvel in this and replaced her with Interesting. Trish and does that maybe suggest they may make a Captain Marvel show? They're making a Captain Marvel movie with Brie Larson right now oh they are? yeah and so instead of going for small screen, they've gone for big screen for it. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the Last Infinity no. War movie? Okay. Well, people who out there who've seen the Last Infinity War movie uh, knows we'll what I'm talking Brie. about. Right? We'll know. I'm not going to say anything okay. because of big spoilers. But um, mate, so I think I think if you haven't seen it by now, the chances are you're not that bothered. Yeah, there, there may be something in that that will that kind of let you know that the Captain Marvel movie is coming out soon. Um, All right. So, yeah, so I just want to say just a couple of things, just um, a bit of backstory uh, about Go for it. Uh, Jessica Jones. Um, so you, you do get, li- in the comics, you do, f- 
it's hard because we're only talking about the first episode here but the character Jessica Jones is very multi-layered like um, some interesting things about her she actually went to school with Peter Parker with Spider-Man so they knew each okay, other there. right. So that's an interesting thing. And who knows? <laughs> you never know. Like in a, in a later episode, he may turn up. And that's the, that's the great thing about this being in the Marvel Universe. There, there's been crossovers. Yeah, we, with, uh, yeah. There's been crossovers and there might be more really interesting crossovers. Um, and for me, Jessica Jones season one is the best Netflix show that there, there's been so far. I think this is better than Luke Cage. Uh, definitely better than Iron Fist because me stepping on the nails better than Iron Fist um, and uh, Daredevil and Punisher and all that just got Jones series one for me fair enough 20th of November 2015 as you say it was yep. out uh, season two landed what month ago uh, two months ago well maybe it's been on but maybe a little couple of months yeah, a couple of months it's been ago. on Netflix um, rumours of three there will be three, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I, think it's it's safe, show. I think it's safe to say there'll be a third series for yeah. sure. Um, I did I did think I recognised her. Um, Jerry Hogarth, the yeah. lawyer. Uh, it's played by Carrie Ann Ma- uh, Moss, who yeah, is yeah, yeah. Trinity, Trinity in Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. Um, I was looking at her going, I know you. Yeah. But I don't know why I can... And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then when I looked at I just started afterwards. season two and she has some interesting storylines. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 All right, so... Um, and and as we mentioned, you do get a little, uh, well, well, little uh, sort of introduction to Luke Cage as well. You do. Which, you see more and, of him in the and, next episode than this. Yeah, one, yeah. Um, and I'm right in saying that this aired before Luke Cage landed on Netflix. Yeah. Isn't it? So it was da- it was it was Daredevil, uh, then Jessica oh, Jones. I've written it down the other page. Hang yeah. On. yeah know, so know, a year before. Yeah, it was Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, and Iron Fist. Then Iron Fist. Yeah, and then yeah. Defenders. Right. So. Yeah, so you get introduced to this character before you get to meet him and his story. It's more how he interacts with her. Yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, right at the start that there's a there's a there's a mention of my birthday in this episode. Why? I know, mad, isn't it? If when uh, Jessica and Luke go back to uh, his yeah flat yeah, uh, there's a poster on the wall yeah, and it's for an event that's happening on Saturday the eighth of December. Does it say Rob Jelly's birthday? Uh, yes, it's my big birthday bash. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't see that first time around. Nice, that's little, weird. Little note of that. Yeah. Um, I like this. That's obviously an extra point. Come more, on. yeah, but more uh, than I remember liking it first time around. But as I say, I did watch on last time. Yeah. Love the theme tune. Uh, love the questions it leaves me with at the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely watching on. Yeah. The... I guess it's the return of Kilgrave is the journey we're about to go on. He's obviously been there before. Yeah. We're not meeting a new character as such, but we're meeting Jessica having going going back through whatever happened last time. So we're yeah. going to get to see it unfold again mm-hmm. and get the flashbacks and be able to put the whole lot together. So that's good. Yeah. Um, lots of ticks from this show. Yeah. Uh, liked it a lot and will definitely, definitely now finish season one and watch season two as well. So Awesome. Uh, called AKA the Lady uh, Ladies Night. Yes. All the episodes are called AKA something. That's basically the comics called AKA Alias. Oh, all right, fair yeah. enough. Well, that, AKA Jessica Jones. Well, that explains that then, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Um, super. That was your suggestion, and yep. so probably on to mine now, if we can. Okay. Uh, and well, no surprises if you've looked at the title of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are doing the well, almost the cameo rolled uh, <laughs> version. Uh, it is Luke Cage. Very cool soundtrack to this show. Very cool. Love this a lot. Um, and really enjoyed watching it first time round. And as I mentioned 10, 15 minutes back, uh, I have already completed the first season of this. So quite yeah. looking forward to sitting down and planning through season two. I thought the theme sounded like um, 70s kind of exploitation, black exploitation film mixed yes. with Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's definitely got that little vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool cool as theme tune but the yeah. soundtrack in general to this whole show is sweet second to none yeah. it's so good the music in this show is is amazing better um, than the uh, better than Jessica Jones and better than Daredevil for sure yeah but I think that's possibly because of kind of the the neighbourhood it's set in yeah there's you know the group of people that are involved it's, it's very much a part of of their lives the music mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the culture, mm-hmm. the, the the people that follows this show. Yeah, um, I love so it. So it's, it's Harlem. Let's be honest, it's Harlem, yeah. and um, 
it's very much a black scene so you've got very much all the soul mm-hmm. very much all the sort of like the jazz the blues yeah. that, that very Love much that, that scene um, and actually some of it is, even makes a little bit of an appearance when one of the main characters in this episode is playing like a little kind of electric keyboard p- yeah. organ um, at one point in his office which we'll, we'll kind of get to in a yeah. minute um, I love the opening scene to this it, it's so vague and so it gives you nothing away for about five six seven minutes you get nothing more um you don't even really get other than the obvious sort of visual guide of like oh where's the oh he's the big guy yeah that's that that'll be luke cage then yeah you don't really even get introduced to him you just no. get this scene in a barber shop uh, called pops yeah but do, do you think that's because we'd already met him in jessica jones so it was Quite like we possibly. don't need to a kind of assumption that yeah if you're following this story you've likely seen jessica jones or yeah. you're likely to be familiar of him yeah um so for sure it's it's assuming your audience to be intelligent enough yeah. Um, and, and we've said this about other shows in the past as well, but sometimes you need to spell things out. For example, when we were talking about Crystal Maze a few weeks back, you definitely need to sort of set out at the very start exactly what the show is about yeah. so that you have an idea what you're about to watch. Whereas this, you know, you're jumping into a story. It's already developed. It's already established, yeah. the story. So you're just joining it. You're just joining this conversation in the barbers. And I found a really interesting mix of people in this opening scene. You've got Luke. You've I really got these youngsters yeah. getting their hair cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Pops, who's cutting the hair. Uh, and you've got the other guy, and I can't remember his name, playing chess. What looks like by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it's the conversation that they're having. And there's little things within this scene that really set, personally, that's how I feel, it really set the tone for... The, the area, the, the Harlem thing, the, the society we live in as a, as a world, yeah. uh, this whole lack of respect. So they have a swear jar, yeah. for example. So Pops has a swear jar, yeah. no swearing in the shop. Mm-hmm. If you swear, you put a dollar in. Yeah. yeah, everyone's No one's exempt, not even Pops. So I like that. I like that little thing. He's got little signs up reminding you. Yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, a superhero show because I think the, the concept of a superhero show might put people off. Yeah. So this feels just like a, a drama, but like a drama that with, with likeable characters and interesting people. Um, it reminded me a little bit of a... Um, uh, if, if Desmond's... <laughs> Do you remember Desmond's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should have paired Luke Cage with Desmond's. <laughs> that would have been a comparison. Um, just, just the kind of the banter between these people who are uh, assume, assuming they know they've seen each other every single day yeah. in the barber shop. And the barber shop um, in black culture, especially in Harlem, is where people guys go to talk. They go to talk about life. It's almost talk like about therapy, life. isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, and. and I think, you know, you look around now in, in Britain, you get a lot more places like your, your, your beauty places for, for girls and lots more barbers are opening up. Comic I mean, shops for geeks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, they're, but they're, there are now little havens. I think that's the word I want to use. Yeah. Or um, That's the sort of thing I'm trying to get. But they're, they're like places of... A sanctuary. That's almost. it. That's exactly yeah. it. It's a san- they are sanctuaries yeah. for people... To go, safe places, and, and, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's like a little safe house. What happens here stays here. Yeah, and you got a problem, you go there. You want advice, you go there. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's the, the, the the interesting thing is the is the mix of generations. You've got pops and and I can't remember the guy's name who's playing chess, um, and he plays f- frequently throughout the whole show in the window mm-hmm. of the of the barber shop. Yeah. So you've got the older generation, you know, teaching the younger lot. Uh, and also still working. The point being is that Pops is probably of retirement age and could very well, you know, just put his feet up and enjoy the remainder of his life. But he's not. He's still working. And then you've got the other side of it. So you've got like, Luke Cage who's there sweeping up hair. Exactly. Now, you know full well you're, you're watching a superhero show, despite <laughs> it not being quite obvious at this point visually. And he's a big guy. Um, and and he gets, a little bit, he gets ribbed a little bit by some of the young lads who are having their hair cut. And then, so Luke, you know, um, in, a, in a very grown-up way, he sort of kind of bites back a little bit, but he says, you know, you wouldn't understand the principle of work. You know, and, and because actually nowadays kids don't mm-hmm. don't appreciate that you have to go to work to earn money to be able to afford the things you want in life. Uh, and I found that was a really interesting, maybe a little kind of a nod to the problems of society, not just in America, but anywhere and everywhere around the world. Yeah. Um, 
that was really really good I unlike Jessica Jones Luke is hiding in plain sight I mean so, Jessica Jones is as well isn't she uh, less so I think because of the fact that she's chosen to do this PI stuff so yeah. it's very, very true, much yeah. very much on her own mm-hmm. very much recluse very much working in the dark and the shadows okay probably a, this is probably a little bit more like Daredevil in the sense that very much just out in the open working like a regular person mm-hmm. and very few people know well with Daredevil almost nobody knows at first um and anyway, end of this little scene, you get um, Luke out back tidying up and Pops comes out and Luke puts his hand in the dryer and picks the whole dryer up with one hand and picks and, and sort of sweeps out from underneath it. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh, OK, so he's so he is like the big, powerful guy. But that's all you assume. You think he's just massively powerful. Yeah, he probably could do that anyway. Yeah, I mean, he, he's an absolute unit. Um, I don't know, for me... Mm-hmm. It it was a tiny, tiny bit, and I enjoyed this a lot first time round. A little bit less so this time round, but maybe because of being a bit too analytical, found it a bit too much like they were trying to make him seem like he'd been hard done by. Now, <laughs> now I know that, for example, all of the abilities that the the universe, this little universe has, yep. have a lot of complex backstories to it. Like Jessica Jones, how she got her powers, yep. comes from a very dark storyline. And I'm sure Luke Cage is very much, because like, he even makes comment, he, d- he didn't want, he didn't ask for this. Yep. Um, so no, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to carry on, work, be an honest, hardworking citizen of the society. Yep. I just, it felt like, you know, putting him in this sort of like dive, you know, kind of apartment making him live above a restaurant well, well, making working two jobs sweeping well, if, up hair if, if you think about it if you're a superhero right or if you have superpowers and you and you don't want the attention you want to live a, a simple life what job can you do what job can you do to kind of like stay out of trouble and like the, the easiest one is to hide in plain sight and like you said hide in plain sight yeah, maybe. in a barber shop no one's going to think oh that guy's a maybe they were actually if you look at him um, yeah but as I'm saying like because because of but he's like, got, I want him to be like uh, for example a mechanic something where at least like he's been a bit more physically hands on with him because he's a he's well, sweet he, but he's a very delicate I don't know maybe this is really clever maybe this is genius yeah. but the very fact is like he's just sweeping up here with this really what looks like quite a delicate broom yeah and then he's serving drinks in a bar and he's doing dishes in a mm-hmm. restaurant and you think it's all very dainty and well, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense anyone who does that sort of line of work but there's a superhero called Toxic, Toxic Avenger from Troma who um, is also uh, he carries around a broom so it's a it's precedent for it yeah, um, maybe but also I, I feel like he also has the kind of physical side uh, as his second job where he's a he works in, in, a, in a bar yeah um, and he can use his physical side a bit more. Uh, if there's any trouble, he can sort it True. out. So he uses it that way. And his kind of main power is he's really strong, and his skin is unpenetrable. So you, you, you can you can have a diamond-tipped machete, and you wouldn't be able yeah. to like cut through his skin. Um, and I think some in some ways that's also a metaphor, as in. Uh, you can do whatever you want to him, but his skin's so thick you're not going to get through. Um, yeah, tough people, exterior, and he can't. No, he's not letting people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a sort of emotional level. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Which he tend, which he eventually kind of does. Um, he. What well, one thing about this particular show is it's it doesn't kind of skimp on the sexiness. Uh, element no, is it. A, there's a there's a lot of sexy going on in this show. Yeah, that, this. I mean, I think that the there's whole a lot of soul. There's a lot of passion. Yeah, in this show, exactly. Because this this is a show for adults. It isn't even though it's based on a comic, a, a line of successful mm. kind of comics. It's quite it's for adults. Yeah, and it's the same as Jessica Jones and Daredevil. They're kind of designed for adults. You grew up with these comics, uh, essentially. Um, what I really really liked about Luke Cage, and this is some things I didn't like, but what I really liked about Luke Cage is this is a character you can get behind 
Jessica Jones, you, you like her because you almost feel sorry for her in some ways. Yeah. Um, but she seems a little self-inflicted with the drinking and things like that. Yeah, but with, with Luke Cage, he's just a good. He's just essentially a good guy. He's a good guy. He's trying to stay out of the way, and all these things keep happening to him, and he's like, I just want an easy life. Um, so you really root for, for, for Luke Cage, and you see it in, in future episodes as well. Just things happen to him where he has to use his powers. Um, he's usually in the middle of a fight, and he's like, oh, not again. Um, yeah. He's a reluctant hero, basically. Uh, that's in, a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. He's a <laughs> reluctant episode. hero, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a storyline about uh, criminals and stuff. and, and uh, Yeah, I mean, there's lots of dodgy dealings. And actually, that nicely brings me on to some of the other characters that you need to introduce for this episode, at least, but also for the first season. Yeah. Um, and that Pardon is, me, I'm uh, just eating fizzy watermelons. Yeah, apparently better than the real thing. Yeah. Mm. I'll be the judge of that in a minute. Um <laughs> So you meet a guy called uh, Cornell Stokes. Yep. Uh, otherwise known as Cottonmouth, who's referred to as Cottonmouth in this show, um, but not to his face. <laughs> um, immediately, you know he's a wrong one. Mm-hmm. He just gives you that vibe straight off the bat. He's sitting there in his little balcony view in his club, and you know he's very confident. He's got a lot of swag about him. Love that. Mm. Really, straight away, I get confidence. I get entrepreneur but I get absolute wrong and as well did you watch it till the end yes okay so you know what happens okay yeah mm-hmm. I've seen first all first series yeah, so yeah. I've seen the whole first series yeah and he sat with another lady who at first you don't know who she is but eventually you suss out through the conversation that she's council count excuse me councilwoman yeah um for Harlem not exactly the straightest councilwoman no but time, she's yeah. also Cornell's cousin yeah Conflicts. I don't know. I don't know if it's blood cousin or just associated it, cousin, but she's definitely close blood. enough. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely close enough to be um, linked to him. And if people were to see them chatting, it wouldn't look good, good for her. Yeah, Let's put it that Mariah, way. Mariah, Mariah Dillard. Mm. She is. Yeah, she's something goes wrong. There's a big. There's a big sort of gang. Go, you know, gun deal going down whilst they're in the, you know, the nice swanky uh, balcony of his club. Yeah. Uh, in the dark in some sort of junkyard, there's a bit of a deal going down. It goes sideways. It's always going down in the junkyard. Always goes down in the junkyard. <laughs> always goes sideways. Uh, people end up dead. And news gets back to him. And so, you know, the mood changes. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you see, the, you see the dark side of him in this first episode straight away yeah. but then you also get I mean I think it's overlooked a little bit but I think you also get uh, a little passing sort of mention or nod to him in the fact that he said this place used to be a, you know a complete dive and an empty building just falling apart mm-hmm. look at it now it's a really swanky upper class paradise pa- paradise yeah that's cool yeah. absolutely uh, and so happens that Luke Cage works in the kitchen yep. and on this occasion on this night uh, one of the bar staff hasn't turned up mm-hmm. at, which you find out why in a few moments afterwards yep. uh, and Luke Cage is asked to go and work behind the bar and he's given a suit and now you know it's not like you can kind of have a suit for a man of his stature yeah. just hanging around so it's a bit of a snug fit and he gets chatting to this woman mm-hmm. who, who he quite likes the look of and she likes the look of him and they give each other a little bit of uh, there's a, a flirt there's a flirt yeah. going on here for sure and that, that story progresses well. You start to think, oh, maybe he's got a love interest straight away. And it's not in the cheesy sense either. Well, I was thinking, hang on, mate. What about what about Jessica Jones? That's what I was thinking straight away. Well, yeah, but I think they both know that that's just a little bit of fun in it. Mm, don't know. No. I, I was a little bit angry at him there. I've got to go admit okay. yeah. If he watches an order, if he watches one before Jessica Jones, he's just like, yay, go, go for it. Which I think I did originally. Yeah. Um, but you know, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And also because I know, like in like in the comics, they they're married. Oh, yeah, uh, Jessica Jones and, uh, and Cage. Yeah, no, they get married. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Spoiler alert! Um, by the way, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's probably going to be in another series of a. Uh... So the, the, I mean, look, the, the point is, you've got Luke Cage trying to keep it low key, find himself in situations where he sort of almost forced to use his abilities um, you've got this club owner Cornell mm-hmm. his cousin's councilwoman yeah and there's a situation where he sees some, someone approaches Cornell through comes through the kitchen through the back door yeah um, hears about this deal going down or going wrong and there's a moment where Luke Cage goes 
almost sort of white like he kind of goes like holy oh, like I've seen a ghost type thing yeah. freezes because he recognises him and then you have a flashback and you see that Luke Cage was in prison mm-hmm. so like Jessica you get flashbacks there's a backstory there's unexplained um, scenarios that could have potent- that could explain how and why we are where we are here and now in yeah. this episode uh, which I found Really interesting. And actually, quick reference here as well, because it's a show we've had on the list for a while, but we're going to have to get to it soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Shades, yep. Theo Rossi, yep, yep, yep. is in Sons of Anarchy. Yep, he's uh, he's amazing actor. Love yep. him. I love how in the last couple of seasons of Sons, Sons of Anarchy, he got a bit more of a part. And, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. He's a great actor. I was surprised when I saw him. I thought, wow, he's got a, bit, a few more lines in this one. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, menacing. Um, I love that he was just called Shades. <laughs> <That> was- <Yeah. laughs> It was like, what coming to win? Um, so uh, I, I love a lot about this. Um, the thing I didn't like about this, yep. and maybe I'm looking at it a little bit too critically, but we have to look at the ups and the downs. This very much felt like, and in certain scenes, more so than others, um, a black environment directed by a white guy, which it was. So, okay. for instance... I thought all the club stuff yep. was a little bit stereotypical. I thought um, just the way some of some of this okay. landed was a little bit like, oh, you you probably have never been in a, in a, in a, in a barber shop talking to these to these guys. Yeah, okay. Um, it's all down. I guess it's all down to the writing, and the writing was done by uh, a person of color. But I feel like this would have been better and more authentic to me. Um, and this is even before I knew who directed it, if it was directed by um, a black person. Um, okay, yeah, no, no, it's fair enough. No, I, I kind of understand. I see what you're saying. No, yeah. I, 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 I do understand what you're saying, for sure. I, yeah. I think it would be very hard to do a show like this um, where, where, you know, your cast is pretty much entirely black. Yeah. Um, and you're setting it in Harlem. Yeah. Which is a very specific part of America. Very specific. I've not been. I'm not going to make comment about what it's like, um, or what the people are like there in any way, shape, or form. It's not fair of me to do so. I've never been. But I know enough about Harlem from what I've seen and heard to yeah. know that it is very much its own place. There's no place like Harlem. And I yeah. hope. And I hope that anyone who lives there now or who has ever lived there could watch this show. And not be taken back by it or offended by it. Like, that would be wrong. I would feel like that would definitely do the show a disservice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, okay, there's a comic that this is based on. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. You've got to stay true to the comic yeah. because it's a fictional story. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we have to remember, this is a totally made-up story. Yeah. But it is set in a real place. Yeah. Question off the back of that, yeah. which has just sprung to mind, mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen yeah. is a real place. Yeah. Is it right by Harlem? Yeah, I think so. Is yeah. it geographically like near enough? Because uh, you know, as we say, there's a crossover between Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. There's Daredevil crossover and Iron Fist as well. When they will come, Defenders and uh, I mean the Punisher as well. You've got that too. So I just I don't know. I um, for, for me it feels like okay. Well, you've got Hell's Kitchen, which is made what? Uh, let's call it a few miles away. No, I think it's, I think it is. I think it's part of Harlem. Um, the and I think that the location is almost like another character as well. The the, the Hell's Kitchen is yeah. is a living and breathing character. It adds so much to to, oh, to the series. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I totally. I, but I think I, for me, trying to look at the bigger picture, at least for you know the purposes of trying to understand how these all cross over. Yeah. If there's going to be any backstory crossover as well, you know, because obviously these four individuals now have powers. Yeah. And. Actually, having not seen Iron Fist, I don't know if there's a flashback kind of like, oh, there's there's a bit of a story that you need to know about, but I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. With Daredevil, there is. With Jessica Jones, there is. With Luke Cage, there is. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how much of that environment they've created is based in reality. Because you've only got to go to London. Yeah. And you could walk from Wardour Street down a couple of roads and you can be right in the... Um, well, right in the hub of the of the gay part of London, you know, with GAYE, you've got all the, you know, you've got lots of gay bars and such like that around there, and then you can within five minutes walk G-A-Y-E. to Chinatown. 
Did I say G-O-I-E? Sorry. Yeah. I do- <laughs> What's G stand I clearly, for? Well, I'm thinking of Marvin Gaye, aren't I? Um, <laughs> got out of that all, one. T- to be fair, I'm always thinking of Marvin Gaye. Always. Um, um, and then within five minutes, you can walk to Chinatown. Well, I've just looked and on the map. And five minutes later, you can, walk, you can be in... Uh, like Trafalgar Square. Yeah, you're right. That is very much New York. I think... Uh, and, and I just, having not been, so yeah. I'm trying to be objective about it, Yeah. I just, I'd like to think that hopefully they've, they've separated the worlds enough, but kept them close enough together that they could be... Oh, I think it's sort of like bang on. I, I've actually been to, to Hell's Kitchen and, and Harlem and all those places. Um, so um, I've just looked on the map to see how far it is to, to go from place to place. So um, Hell's Kitchen is an area of uh, of um, Manhattan. Okay. Um, There's actually the other name for it is Clinton, which is a neighbourhood on the west side of Midtown Manhattan um, in New York City. Um, and it's about an about a fifteen-minute drive to Harlem, so they're, they're connected. Yeah. So yeah. within a, within a cab journey, they're they're connected. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's in that in that general area. But I, 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 I do happens. understand what you're saying, though, with that kind of vibe. It, it felt. Yeah. It felt very. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't notice it myself, I guess, but actually saying it now. Yeah. yeah. I I kind of see what you're saying with it, and maybe it would have been different had someone else directed it for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that will change as the, as the seasons go on. I, you know, again, like Jessica Jones, I can only assume this will go on for three, maybe four, or five seasons. I mean, this, this was a high-profile kind of uh, show uh, about uh, black community. Yeah, um, and I, I just feel like it would have been improved if it, if there was a black director. It shouldn't matter. It definitely shouldn't matter because the story is what's important. But I feel like it would have added something, a little bit of authenticity to it. Uh-huh. It's like if. It's like if you get um, um, uh, like a kung, mu- kung fu movie, and you and you get an Italian guy. To <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like if Italian. It's like if The Godfather was made by. I don't know. Yeah, but in, interestingly, I'm just looking at these stats for Hell's for um, someone posh from Buckinghamshire. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't make any sense. So, okay, here, I'm going to ask you a question. Gone. In Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the percentage of ethnicity. Um, there, yeah, uh, and it's very interesting. Okay, so what percentage in Hell's Kitchen are okay. black? In Hell's Kitchen, yeah, ten percent. You're you very very close because Hell's Kitchen is still in Manhattan. That's an expensive place. Um, so six point three percent black people live there. Um, and, and this is the real, real hell's, the real kitchen, hell's kitchen. Right, okay. It's actually fifty six point four percent white. Um, okay, which is, which is very interesting. Um, and uh, there's more Hispanic and Asians there than. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's going to be a big Hispanic yeah. community for sure. Um, but it is it's quite it's quite prime location. Um, so what do we do think? You like, about- well, look, I mean. We could talk about. There's so much more we could talk about in yeah. this episode, and, and having watched on, and like you have, it's easy to sort of get distracted from what is actually in the pilot episode to to what's in the rest of the season. But yeah, would you watch on? I, I did, and I would, and I will, and um, I know that the end of this series it, it, it was not very good, but there was enough on that journey to make me want to watch season two whenever that is available. I think now. I think it's out now. Is it out now? Yeah, yeah. I think it. I, I think that's recently it. just um, oh. just been uploaded. Oh, has it really? Yeah. I'm oh, sure it has. Of it. You're I'm right. Sure yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it might be more suggested it to yeah. be honest with you. You're I'll right. Have a look. Yeah, you are 100 percent right. It is because Jessica Jones was a couple of months ago. Well, this is this is a year after Jessica Jones, 30th of September 2016, and the second season has just uh, landed on yeah on Netflix. It's there now. You can go and watch it. Okay. Um, cool. It's called Moment of Truth. And I think that's quite a nice title for it, given that what it is essentially is a decision time, isn't it, for Luke? Yeah. Do I continue to hide in plain sight and refuse to engage, or do I get involved? And yeah. And I think there's little things in this that sort of just go like the way that Jessica Jones ends. Mm-hmm. It's like a decision of like, do I run or do I stay? I have heard Iron Fist is in the second series of uh, um, Luke Cage, so that's put me off a little bit. Okay, well, we'd have to watch Iron Fist at some point and have a, and have a watch of it. I know you'll find that hard, but it's I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Um, it's, like, it's like eating <laughs> snails. <laughs> Shall we do some scores? Yeah, some scores. All right, <laughs> let's do Jessica Jones first, okay. uh, your show, so you can go first. Um, 
I'm very biased because I, uh, the comics were like big for me. So yeah. um, I, I love this first episode and I love the first series of Jessica Jones. So I'm going to go in pretty high, 8.5. And bingo was his name. I'll match you on that one, my friend. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a strong 8.5 for me. I, I armed with an 8 and I thought, no, it's better than 8. Yeah. It's an 8.5 for me okay. as well. I, I, I enjoyed it so much more second time around and I don't know why. I don't know what, for some reason, I was thinking first time round. It just, I don't know, just wasn't quite there. But, say, second time round, yeah. uh, trying to watch it honestly as well, mm-hmm. um, it really enjoyed it and will definitely now finish the first series Okay, um, when I get a chance. Uh, let me know what you think. It's okay. um, very interesting. 17 for Jessica Jones. Very that's, good score. That'll be in good company, I'm sure. We'll get the league table in a second. Luke yep. Cage. You go first, um, this one. Again, really enjoyed it. Don't remember... I thought I remember. I, I thought I enjoyed it more first time round. I, I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much this time, but I've still watched the entire yeah. season, so that's mm-hmm. got to go some way to you know giving it some marks. A seven for me. That's a decent score. I'm going to go a little bit better. Okay, I'm going seven point five. Fine. Um, only because I think this first episode is probably my favourite episode of the whole season oh, right. of Luke Cage because um it surprised me and it, it made me want to watch on and um yeah i just i just like the introduction to, to to the barber shop i really loved all that stuff um and i think luke cage as a central character is really really interesting and um and yeah it's a 7.5 all right that's a 14.5 for Ooh, luke cage then. so okay. a win for jessica jones this week and yeah. in the league table it will sit where is it i'd love to know which out of us two have won the most Oh man, really? You're can gonna, someone you're, work you're, out? You're going to do that to me now? Yeah. So, can someone work it out? Well, I'll tell you what I do. Yeah. I will try and. You might have to give me a couple of days to do it, but <laughs> I will. I'll try and tally it up. Yeah. And see who's had the most wins. Okay. Like this. We can work. Ooh. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to have to listen back to all 62 takes <laughs> of this flipping podcast. Um, all right, that's no, fine. Well, Luke, Luke, listen, Luke Cage goes in alongside. Uh, quite weird company actually this is I think this might be the weird zone okay it might be extending up to 14.5 Uh-oh. series of unfortunate events attack on titan bottom family guy red and stimpy peaky blinders true detective scrubs Jonathan Creek murder and successful and Luke okay. Cage now and up in That's 17 Daredevil Sherlock Orange is the New Black The Young Ones Simpsons Blind Spot Luther another mm-hmm. detective uh, Twilight Zone, The Prisoner, Hill Street Blues, Ooh, Fraggle Rock. Detective Rock. thing. Yeah, it's where detectives lie. 17 is where yeah. the detectives lie, for sure. Uh, there you go. That's pretty good. Nice, I like that. Yeah. That was good. I'm, I'm glad we watched them again. Yeah. It's it about time we did another good, good to watch them Marvel back thing. And watch them a bit more analytically. Yeah. Uh, but we do need to do something else. Uh, two more yeah. shows, because apparently there are still some more shows out there to watch. Is it my turn first, or is it your turn? Uh, well, you went first with Jessica Jones, did, so if it's yeah. okay, okay, I'd like to go for something really different now. Uh, Got okay. on a massive tangent here. Yeah. Um, is I, this the week you can do sex? No. Okay. I'm saving that for a big day. Don't worry yeah. about that. Also, just really quickly... Do you, do you know the uh, Mandela Effect concept? No. Where something you've known your entire life... Yeah. Actually, let's talk about this on the next episode. Okay. Um, but let, I'll briefly say that uh, Sex in the City is actually called Sex and the City. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I think I did. I thought it was... I thought Sex it was, in the City? Yeah. No, and I then think it, you've just been misreading it, mate. It was Sex in the City, and then all of a sudden, recently, it's changed and to Sex and the City, and they've retroactively changed it all back all to Sex and the City. Hmm. But we'll talk about this a little bit. Remind me on the next show, which oh, right, is okay. a week's time. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I want to do something that's not anywhere close to Sex and the City. I want to do Peep Show. Oh, not getting Sex in the City. That show should be called... No, that is definitely called Not Sex in the City. Uh, yeah, Peep Show. One Mitchell of the and Mitchell and Webb, yeah, two of my favourite writers. Um, I think Absolutely classic, genius yeah. at times. But I don't think I've ever seen the pilot episode to this, so let's go and watch it. Okay, um, we're going to pit against that, my friend. I'm just going down a list right now. Um, oh, okay, got some weird suggestions from people. Skip that. <laughs> Not doing that flipping Turkish game show, guys. Uh, yet. We have to do every show. Okay, I've got one. Cool. Um, doesn't exactly match, but it is a British kind of... 
Yes, a British classic. It's a new British classic. Okay. Um, have you ever seen People Just Do Nothing? No, this is this is corrupt FM, isn't it? It's corrupt right, FM. Okay. Very similar to BBC Essex. <laughs> Basically the same. Um, <laughs> I I tried to watch this before. Oh no! I Should I change my mind? Listen, it's up to. We've got to do it at some point. If you want to do it now, we can do it now. Let's do it now. I I, I bloody love that show. I All love right. people just do nothing. Okay, peep show, and people just do nothing. Yeah. Next week, the two peeps. Battle of the Peeps. Battle of the Peeps. <laughs> All right, fine, done. It is in the bag. Uh, take 63 next week. Peep show, people just do nothing. Uh, if you want to get uh, in touch with suggestions for shows that we can do, uh, we will put your suggestions top of the list. Uh, then you can find us on Twitter. Jed Shepard. I'm at Jed Shepard on Twitter, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I am at The Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E. Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so tweet us your suggestions use the hashtag put it on the list uh, mm-hmm. it makes it easy to find uh, and if you haven't already done so if you can subscribe on iTunes uh, and rate and review us that would be amazing yep. and very kind it will help other people find the show too yep. uh, tell your friends ultimately we are trying to help you uh, watch TV that means something rather than watch the dirge that could be out there because there's a lot we, there's a lot we've got to cover that as well though Rob yeah. unfortunately I know. did we, you think we only had to see the good ones well uh, we've done Snatch I, yeah I know we've done Big Bang Theory as well yeah um, yeah well if you want to find out how the league table looks you can go back to take 60 uh, on iTunes or on postpoppodcasts.com uh, and just look at take 60 and underneath the description is a full list of the league table up to that point yeah uh, right that's it we're done that's okay. another episode in the bag see you later alligator in a while crocodile see you for peep week peep <laughs>